Welcome back to Bit About Crypto. I'm David James, the Job Whisperer, and uh, I'm here once again with my fabulous, famous, reliable, infamous co-host, Dave Hampton. How are you doing? Robo Recruiter. Talk about it. Uh, what would you like to know? I want to know, do you actually have my CTO that has both Web3 uh, I, and uh, worked in Layer 1? Uh, I may have someone, actually. I really do. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of time zones matching up. Actually, the truth is, is David should be asking me because uh, in our role here, uh, David is forward facing to the clients. He's the one that account manages and I'm responsible for the. the yeah, owner. you should be telling hey, me. Hey, we're not talking about me. We're talking be, about you. No, you always love talking about you. This, 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 come on now. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, you, not when I'm. Who are you I'm, kidding? Not when I'm. Uh, who are you trying to fool? Not when I'm not. I'm doing poorly in my searches. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. anybody but yeah, me. Yeah, then you're all about deflecting from you. I don't deflect from me ever, but about you. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of which, I, I do have a couple of CTO searches. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, the, the interesting thing will be about uh, location, time zones matching up. Not that people are unwilling to work remotely in their, their proper time zone, but I think my concern comes up with uh, people running ragged matching up time zones. You know what, since you're such a big shot, why don't you tell our audience what blockchain recruiter does and, and relieve me of the burden of having to explain it to our users, uh, users uh, right? listeners on a weekly basis. Blockchain, well, we Block simply, trade. blockchain uh, recruiter simply, we, we are known for recruiting in the space of blockchain, including NFT, DeFi, uh, blockchain, uh, crypto, uh, in that space. And we, what separates us is we aggregate everyone, anyone in the world who's related to us being able to help you and you being able to help us help you help them. That's right. It's not who you know, it's who we know, right? And we know people quickly when you have needs. And and thank you for that. That was almost as eloquent as I would have said it. Let me, well, let I, you know I don't like wrong. saying it the way you say it because it takes up too much time. Now, because you, want, you very, want it to be very, confusing Very succinct, yeah, the I, way I said it. I don't appreciate your sarcasm. Let's start there. Man. Anyhow, no, that was good. And yeah, we are blockchain recruiters. And really, uh, David and I, we, we, we have the love of empowerment and the love of the empowerment of people, and that's, that's through helping them get daily bread, the form of their labor, of their job. And, you know, we very much are card-carrying believers of blockchain technology and how it's, it's going to bring freedom and unbreak so many uh, systems that are just so decrepit, you know, just in, in society and the world. And so, really, if you actually have a blockchain project, project and you need some people, you know, you contact us. And if you're looking for a gig... Right, and you're just saying, I do X, but I don't know how to get into the, the crypto space. And that's a lot of people right now. Call us, okay, because if, if your attitude, right, is of uh, the itching in where you actually know you have to be in the blockchain space, we'll, we'll probably find a place for you or at least help you get there. And so <clears throat> about that, so funny, funny thing that you and I have in common, right? My, you know that both my parents were educators my father you know yes. taught at cal state northridge and my mom right uh, elementary education for all the all the education right i mean recruiting uh, i'm sorry uh, education is like the best non-paying job a person can have because it's so rewarding right but just the struggles that people go through as far as education uh yeah i mean it's it's i i loved i loved being in education, but I did well, not. Well, I was about to get to you, but obviously uh, you got to you first. Well, I mean, I knew you were, you were going, man. I mean, okay, that's enough on you. Back to me. <laughs> so, no, but in all, all fairness, so David, David, when I, when I met, you know, so teachers make the best recruiters. They really do. 
And I never thought of myself as a teacher until I realized just by osmosis, I am one because I, I don't have a formula, you know, syllabus that I do for my classes. I just know how to teach. I coached wrestling, right? That was my, my first introduction to that. And I made recruiters from scratch. And David was one of those, those uh, recruiters that I made from scratch. To his credit, he said, I'll be the best recruiter you ever hired. And I said, yeah, sure you will. And recruiter of the month, recruiter of the year, rookie of the year. He did all that. So I stopped doubting him. But he, too, one of the things that inspired me, he coached high school basketball. And you taught, you taught uh, high school English in, in the Bronx or in, Harlem? Uh, in Dallas, I taught. And then I also taught uh, in Hell's Kitchen. Okay, yeah, that's right. Hell's Kitchen, yeah, right. 50th and 10th Avenue. Right. So <clears throat> anyhow, when, when I think about where we are in crypto and the blockchain space, you know, I'm just... I'm meeting so many incredible people. It's like, this is, I keep saying this, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And our next guest is an educator. And he's going to talk about how he uh, has a block, uh, blockchain ideation to improve the broken education system. And I want to talk about the broken education system, right? Uh, we don't have enough time for that. You're right, we don't. I just want to just talk about how it's so different, how it's gotten so worse. And there's a certain hopelessness. And I think that hopelessness has gotten the teacher. Remember, we had Uche, Nugoku, Uche Nujoku on. And a shout out to Uche. He called, yeah. me the, called me a few weeks ago, and I got to call him back. So I did call him back because just we're missing each other. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think education, the, the, I mean, the biggest issue is, oh, man. Um, the, the students are treated like products. Yes. And, and when you start treating students like product, what I mean by that is they start looking at it like data. Yeah. Well, and, like and, they're, points, they're points of data. And I'm like, that's not, you can't do that. Nothing more has systemated or institutionalized human beings as products of students as when we now come to a place, I'm not saying everybody does this, <clears throat> where we're actually forging exams to actually get educational passing so our school can oh, yeah, like get the money. USC scandal. Yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how teachers literally were, were, were teaching kids how to pass. Oh, teaching to, te to the yeah, test. Teaching the test so they could say, hey, our school academically is advancing. Oh, yeah. Or, or when we actually, yeah, when yeah. We, we have to lie. Uh, my lie wife could tell you about how they had, uh, quote, unquote, miracle rounds for their essay grading, for their... Uh, they're seniors and they're graduating seniors. They had the the kids clearly hadn't passed the the writing portion of it, and and she's like, oh no, we had miracle rounds. Like, you know, I, got, I just got to say this, okay? I graduated high school in the early '80s, '81, and I very very much wish I'd have been in one of these schools where they just said, David, we know you're good at hanging out on the lawn. Right and not going to class. Yeah, but your first language, your first language was English. These were kids for, whose first language was See, not English. Now you ruined it. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I think we're both. There's a difference. You, you. you no, 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 no. Now I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about. You didn't realize your potential. <laughs> yeah, I still don't realize it. Right, that's why I'm with you. Anyhow, oh. anyhow, hey, you know what? This is this, this is fun. But you, we're we're passionate about education. We're passionate about uh, blockchain, teaching people about blockchain, teaching people how they can get jobs in blockchain. I'm just so enthusiastic about our new guest, our next guest here. It's Nadav Zemmer. Welcome. Oh, I think you're muted, boss. You're muted. You're muted. Sorry about that. Uh, now, now we got to um, start the show over. <laughs> uh, Travis, so how do I do Dave's? Wait. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he's Dave. 
That's Dave Hampton. Okay. Well, I go by David also, but he refuses to let me go by David. So D- just, just so you know. You will be dressed as Dave only. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, yeah. But usually to, to sort out, he's Dave, I'm David. But we are both Davids, right? And I'm not Dave. Right. Well, thank God. But, but you want to be. You want to be not Dave. It says it right there. I've got a guy who my whole life has called me not Dave since I was six years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, you're going to get along fine in my office. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Nadav. So, uh, yeah. Welcome to a bit about crypto. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. And uh, so how many uh, you're in your your closet in New York City? A lot of people that we <laughs> we know, we, we podcast, including uh, Uchi Njoku, the, the principal in Brooklyn. Yeah. He literally actually, uh, he interviewed from his closet too, right? Because in Brooklyn, right, or New York City, you're lucky. You're like, wait, right. you got a closet? Right? You're lucky exactly. to have it. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, so uh-huh. w- welcome to the show. So uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Tell us just uh, 30, 60 seconds. Wait, can I just say one thing? 10th Avenue and 50th Street. I right now am a principal at 10th Avenue and 56th Street. So, Dave, I just couldn't help but... Yeah, were you so, in high school? So we were... So we were the uh, same building? No, no, no. It was, it was the building... Uh, so you keep walking west on 50th Street uh, past 10th Avenue. And that's on 50th. Oh, I, yeah, no, I have a friend that works in that building. Okay, yeah, anyway. So, so it's the building that got split up. I just wanted to see if we happened to be in the same spot. In the, yeah, it, it's the building that got split up into four schools. My school was High School yeah. of Hospitality Management. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Sorry. No, no, it's no problem. Uh, yeah, so so talk, talk, talk to us about you. And just Let's talk about you from you know, your formative years till like your senior year in high school. What, what, what was your life like? What did you do? Parents, socioeconomic, sisters, brothers, what? Yeah, so I grew up in Chicago, um, middle-class family. My parents were divorced. Every week I'd switch houses. Um, but they did a really good job. We, we always could go between houses uh, ourselves. They made sure that it made it really easy. Um, brother growing up and then another brother and sister later on. Um, yeah, what's, I was, you know, I really have always considered myself grandparents that went through World War II and, and lived a lot and saw a lot. And I got to spend a lot of time with them and they really influenced me. Um, and a family tree, we have, I, I always felt like I got my wealth in my family, right? I was born into this family that's so cool and so special. And we all feel that way about each other and about ourselves. So it starts there, you know, and I got to go to the Waldorf school when I was a little kid and then public high school with baccalaureate program. So I saw different ways of teaching um, things that work, things that didn't work, ancient practices that we've forgotten, you know. Uh, so it's uh, it's been a it's been a ride. And now I'm in Harlem, um, been working in the Department of Education since 2003 um foster parent i don't know that's kind of late line. i've got i've got family uh, all over the place my brother lives in argentina my wife's from japan i was born in israel my parents my grandparents are from egypt and uh you know russia um so we have lots of languages and my and lots of just to visit the family we got to go to you know israel and japan and argentina wow um my dad was born in france my mom was born in the philippines it keeps going i mean it's ridiculous we my uncle says that we moved a lot because we couldn't afford to travel (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny so okay so you said a lot of things there so what did you find yourself doing in like elementary and high school and so like like were you a book nerd were you music sports? no i can't read till this day i can't really read i mean i can obviously right, i, I had to it, but um 
Yeah, but I have a real difficulty reading. Um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and growing up, so I did, I had to do math. So I did physics, you know, as a physics teacher, I was a robotics coach. I ran a, a robotics team that did amazing things, beat all the public and private schools in the city. We took first place like against everybody, 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 the richest schools. Um, so yeah, I went into, into physics, basically science. And and that was a passionate thing of yours, even as a kid, like high school, like the, the sciences where you, I was never passionate about physics, really. I ended up doing software engineering, but I, um, my dad was a physicist, so I kind of spoke the language and it came naturally to me mm -hmm. and I left doors open science. People said, kept leaving doors open so I could choose later. I'm a procrastinator, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up in Silicon Valley working at Netscape, but paid by digital equipment corporation at the time. Um, yeah. So, uh, I tech when I found uh, computers, I got interested because and like any young person, you know, what's relevant, you know? So um, about brothers, sisters, where do you fall in the chain? I was the youngest of the first two that we grew up together. And then I have another two um, younger siblings. The youngest is like 30. Okay. So um, <clears throat> interesting. So, you, you said a lot of things. So you, you mentioned foster child. So tell me about your wife. Tell me how you met her. That's, uh, we're not going to go further without unpacking that. That, that speaks to me. Yeah. She's, so she's Japanese, met her playing volleyball. Her roommates were my high school buddies, okay. uh, friends, right? Girlfriends. Um, so I got to know about the volleyball game that was organized by my high school friends from Chicago that now live in New York with me. We all live kind of in, close proximity to each other, lower Manhattan and Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. So we had these volleyball games and she came to a volleyball game. That's how I met her. Um, what was it? You asked another question. What no, no. So one? how long has been, been together? Oh, the foster since, uh, 2006, it must be five, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. And so when you say you've got a foster child, do you foster children or did you adopt a child? I just want to hear. So we have one adopted daughter from Japan and then one foster child here in Harlem. So we're kind of somewhere between grandparents and parents because we also, um, you know, include her mother in our experience because mm -hmm. it's her mother. Um, so we, yeah, her mother lived with us for 18 months at one point uh, when, when our foster daughter went to an aunt. Um, so we're a big, big, crazy family. Do you ever, I just got to digress. There's a movie called uh, About a Boy with Hugh Grant, right? No. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of funny. You should watch it. He's talking about how couples don't work, how it takes this, yeah. this dysfunctional <laughs> collage of people to be a unit that affects you know the individuals yeah. as a whole thing. So you know, put that down. So all right. So you uh, you were doing the Silicon Valley thing, then you find your way into teaching, right? So let, yep. let's yeah, yeah, I came yeah, I came to New York and then ended up in teaching, right? So, so you actually worked, you, you, you just, you found your, your, you're in the, I guess you're in the PS system teaching, right? Well, that's, that's for uh, middle, middle, middle school. Okay. Okay. Right. I, right. But the public schools, I'm in the public. Yeah. I'm yeah, in public the public. Schools, yeah. I work for the public school district. Yeah. Okay. And um, so. Although I, I resigned recently, so I'm still working there, but my last day is going to be in January. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing. Um, so I'm working on this thing that we'll talk about. This crypto project. Crypto pulled me out of the department. Well, look, before we talk about your project, tell me how crypto found you. So it's, um, 
knowing physics and software engineering and then going into education, I, um, I was always interested in decentralization. And in 1999, I started a nonprofit with a bunch of buddies when I was down in, when I was in San Francisco um, in Palo Alto, when I worked in Palo Alto. Um, and we created a nonprofit to decentralize radio production, what would become podcasting, but we didn't have that word yet. Mm-hmm. And we did it on CD magazines because the internet couldn't handle audio yet. Right. Um, and we'd hand out CD magazines in, in street corners, people that were going on their commute, we would throw CD magazines into their cars. Um, so we started there. So it's kind of like I was watching and I and I saw Linux. I totally was a skeptic. And then it happened, right? Linux took over the world. And so I started getting curious. But then I got really busy as a high school principal. In 2010, I became a principal and getting ready for it, 29, 10. Um, so I knew somewhere about Bitcoin because my tech, for, you know, like it, I'm sure it crossed my email box and whatever else. And I, but I hadn't had time to look at it. Um, and then in 2017, early 2017, I got some time uh, out of away from my school, um, went spent time in Japan, um, which is where I wrote the book. And it started that book came out of discovering Bitcoin. And we the minute we discovered it, I mortgaged my house and put everything we had in it. Um, and stop. Uh, yeah, stop. No, yeah. no, no, no. Stop. OK, when I hear someone say I mortgaged my house and put everything I had in Bitcoin. And, and you know what? I understand that choice. Absolutely. Just like feel the dreams. It makes perfect sense to me. However, you got to be willing to lose it though. You know, right. It's yeah. got to be. So we, we lost 80% and then we now I'm resigning, retiring, um, and living off of that. Yeah. Bitcoin has changed a lot of circumstances for a lot of people. I just, I, I'm just, I just, I'm just going to say that a lot of people close to me. Yeah. So, but I just want to hear about the conversation. So you 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 worked. What what does your wife do for work? What is what is her vocation? She's a she. When I met her, she was this chain smoking businesswoman. Ran a company. Ran a photo retouching company. Super high end photo retouching. Uh, when I became a principal, her parents told us that if we made too much money, we'd mess our kids up. Um, so she quit her job. gave gave the company to her employees. She didn't take anything. She just let them divided it up equally among them and left. Um, and never turned back, became a stay-at-home mom, and that's why we are able to foster and do all that stuff. It's all her, you know, it's all okay. her sweat. Okay, yeah. okay, but but she's got a head for business, right? Because... Yes. Yeah, okay, so... She did at one point. I don't know if she still does. I'm not sure. I'd well, she's still, she's still oh, with gotten you. old. She's oh, still with so, you. Those so, are fine uh, words, I man. mean, that's a different show. I mean, I, I take her side. I know you said that. Yeah, that's a different... That's a different <laughs> hey, hey, you, you know, hold on a second. Hey, David, should we ask for, like, maybe the wife to come on? <laughs> uh, uh, so, no, but this is really important to me. <clears throat> I want to hear about the... And, 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 and elongate it a little bit and do not admit details. I want to hear about, is it like at the park? Is it a drive in the car where somebody says to somebody else, I think we should mortgage the house and buy Bitcoin, please. And do not omit any details. Oh, that's Nadav. a great question. I have, I need to, um, I'm going to have to recreate the details. That's but right. I, <laughs> Just um, don't fabricate. It was a number of late nights. Um, what year are we talking? At our at our kitchen counter, so tw- early twenty, so uh, March twenty seventeen. Okay, maybe. so so Bitcoin's eight hundred dollars, right? Um, and yeah, and so a bunch of late nights talking about it and sharing and learning and understanding. And I had once before, um, once in a while, I see something that what I, I call the Kylie the Wiley Coyote, where he runs off the cliff. 
and there's no cliff underneath in terms of substance, but until he looks down, he doesn't fall. And I've, a right. few times in my life, I've seen a moment where economically, I see that we're over a cliff and the floor has fallen out and we just haven't looked yet, right? And gold, so I bought gold and that's how we bought our house is because earlier in, two, I don't know what the year was, when right when I met her, 2006, I did that, everything we had, we put into gold and then it doubled very quickly and we took it all out. Um, so this was another one of those times I was like, this it might be that we lose money for the next five years, but within the next 10 years, it's, you know, so can we make it five years? But I was sure that within 10 years, that would be a good choice. I had no doubt about it. Um, just with Bitcoin, right? Just Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I just want to understand. So you say to her, yeah, this, your answers are being found wanting. All right. So you say to her, what's her name? Does she have a name? Yeah, Tomoy, okay. T-O-M-O-I. Okay, Tomoy. Yeah. I think we should actually buy Bitcoin. And then Tomoy says, Nadav, how do you propose we do it? Continue. Um, yeah, I know we're going to, yeah, I think I, I think I said I'm going to mortgage the house. I'm going to see how much money we can take out against the house um, and put it all into Bitcoin. Yeah, I understand. And, and have you since paid off your house? Um, we can't, yeah, but we're, yeah, way yeah. easily. Yeah, but he, now that's, he, that's he, Trump like change me, now. He, like me, understands that debt is good because the money that you have to pay it back later will be worth less. He understands that. Especially with the interest rates we got, it's just hard to, it's hard to give that cash back when I can keep it in Bitcoin. That's right. That's right. And so uh, I've had some people on the show who've, who've told me that th these experiences where they have a lot of Bitcoin, but they feel broke, even though they're multimillionaires, right? Right. And, right. right. Sometimes people just capitulate and they go, okay, I sold some yeah. of it, but selling that gave me the peace of mind and the ability to actually make better choices. Did you find that? You yeah. Now I have things stored in ways that are not easily gettable to, right? So it's not, I've had to move it into, it's harder to take your money if it's in a mortgage or if you own property, like I've, I've had to, now that we got the money, I had to stabilize and it's a different strategy, right? Right. But, of course. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing is, what you got to get is that Bitcoin play was nothing compared to the other shit I asked her to do first. I mean, that's why we're married, because she does crazy shit with me. Um, you know, taking over the school that I took over was a failing school, and they had published in the paper that it was going to get shut down when I took it over. Um, in 18 months, we were in A school, and they couldn't shut us down. We got the top ratings across all the metrics. I mean, we've done a few times, and she was a critical part of that. I mean, she's the one that kind of invented this media play that I'm doing. She was the one that she implemented first. It was my idea, but she implemented it first. She was, you know, I didn't have other resources, so she was in the school every day with our baby, who we just adopted from Japan. And and our house, how we bought our house, it was a short sale, and it seemed like a scam. Like a bunch of, we did a bunch of crazy stuff. My family thought I was nuts, and they thought she was going to leave me. Um, but everything worked out somehow. We got lucky over and over and over. So everything I'm always human. everything always does work out. But I, I, I if you're willing to fail long enough, <laughs> that's right. Or if you right. ju just just accept it, just align your will with the divine spirit, everything will. You know, right, 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 right. When you turn your will over to the care of the divine spirit, and all of a sudden things start crashing, it's like, well, wait a second. You asked for something to happen, so it's, sometimes it's hard to see that that's the right. exact thing you conjured up. So okay. So, yeah, so you're a crypto believer as I'm a crypto believer as David's a crypto believer. Specifically, we're, and we're also Bitcoin, strong, strong Bitcoin believers. Let me ask you. Is there such a thing as a believer, though? It's like saying that you're a believer in digital technology. It's like, well, well it's I'm, here. Are you believer or not? Yeah. <laughs> nothing well, you're going to do about it. Yeah. Okay. But, the, but there. So I've got to. 
So on the golf course, right, I, I tell people I got, I got my first Bitcoin at $200. And no, I didn't buy nearly enough, right? But I got my first Bitcoins at $210, right? And I remember on the golf course, them telling me it's a Ponzi scheme, right? And now they're still, they, you know, these guys are like pushing 70, right? And they're telling me that Bitcoin is either A, a Ponzi scheme, or it's too late for them because, you know, the price is too high. And so, yeah, they, they are non-believers, but then they might not believe in gravity, but I can assure you there's going to be a way that that's going to be proven to them, just like the that's certainty right. of Bitcoin would be. But anyhow, that's a, okay, so, so 2017, you make this choice, and I know that 2018 was no picnic for you. I know this, right? Because you, nope. you, yep. you, you, so I tell people this when, when they say this, I said, in my experience, I watched my Bitcoin go right from $200, right down to $30, right? Did I watch yep. it go up my Bitcoin, the Bitcoin I had, I watched it go up to a thousand dollars down to $300. Then I watched it go from $20,000 to 3000. That was the toughest, right? Right. Yep. But then, but then I watched it go to 70,000 to 30 and I've never wavered. I'm not, I've never wavered like since uh, like in the 2019 because I, I know mean, ultimately if you're going to put money in it, you have to not waver before you have to, you know, be in for five years. Well, I was, right. I it's was, kind of like that. I was that's the only strategy that works. Like so dead people do better right there. You just took the words out of my mouth. Best. Right. Yeah. The best the best accounts of Charles Schwab dead. are dead people. Best accounts because right. they they set them and forget them. I'm gonna make it right. Deposit, right? <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. with Bitcoin, that's the only way to do it. Like this trading stuff, I think it it's it's yeah, it's not. <laughs> so let I, I want to talk yeah. about this. And I want to talk about this for my audience. Right there, there are five rings of people in in crypto. There are five rings of people in in stocks and investments. Right, and money. The top ring. At ring A, we'll call it, or ring one. Ring one is founders, right? Elon Musk is a founder. Jeff Bezos is a founder, right? Mark Zuckerberg is a founder, right? So is uh, uh, Vitalik Buterin, right? He created sure. Ethereum, right? These, the, the, yeah. the founders of these coins, we're just going to assume a legitimacy for the sake of this conversation. Founders are the people that will be the overlords, that will actually buy and sell Darth Vader. Right. And, and, and then and then the second ring of, uh, uh, of people are the exchanges. Right. Coinbase, Kraken, Charles Schwab, yeah. Dean Witter, Payne Weber. Right. Visa. Well, yeah, yeah. You could call it Visa, but we're, we're talking truly. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. right. That Visa also is an exchange as well. The trading, they, they just take a piece off the transaction. Right. So yeah. they don't. Lose. And then the, the third, the third ring of success are the hodlers or the holders, people who buy stocks. And forget this one over here, Dave Hampton. He's got he's got iron. He's got diamond hands. Just his attitude yeah. towards stocks or any of this kind of stuff. It's just like I was thinking, hey man, it would be a good time time to sell a stock like that. And he just goes, nope, nope. And it's just like he he just he just doesn't waver. And I'm not trying to talk about your portfolio. I'm just talking about your attitude and it's 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 brave. Well, if you're gonna buy, you gotta you gotta be in. Right. So David. So yeah. so but 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 level three. Hodlers, like set it and forget it. Now, this is where people lose money, okay? It's, it's the people at level four, right? These are the traders, right? And I'm only going to speak about cryptocurrency for a second, right? But I've watched these, these exchanges manipulate the situation where the price of Bitcoin went down $6,000 in a few minutes or, or an hour, right? And so anybody who's actually leveraged, they're immediately eliminated, right? Right? Or if you're going, if you're going short, whatever, 
If you're going short, it's the same thing. It'll go up. It's the same kind of thing. These people wake up and they realize they no longer have Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. If you stop thinking about it, where has it gone? It has gone from level four to level two. The exchanges, yeah. this is their model. Kind of like, I really like the model of the insurance company. They demand premiums and refuse claims. Excellent model yeah. if you have no integrity. But anyway, I digress. Level five are the people that actually are part of these rug pull scam coins. You know, I mean, we could go all the way down to BitConnect, all the way to SafeMoon, right? Or whatever it is. That's just, I know right. this is just going to end so badly, right? And And... Go ahead. You're I don't something. think it's no integrity for the people. I think it's just the incentive I'm, structure. I'm talking no integrity integrity for the people that are actually doing the rug pull. Like the people at BitConnect, they had no integrity. But it's just the incentives, right? The incentives set that up. You're going to have people, if it's available to do, right? If it's, if you can do it, people are going to do it, right? It's, you don't think the people that set up BitConnect knew that eventually the bomb's going to fall out. We're going to we the 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 founders of these this yeah. this illicit gain are going to leave with all the money. You don't think that they they only had they just happened to set that up, Nadab, when Bitcoin was on its largest rise from right, all, right, right. all of 2017. I mean, I'm just saying scams are everywhere. Good people are bad yeah, people are everywhere. Like okay. we're evenly distributed, uh, right. right? It's evenly distributed, and it's like uh, you know, so we we'll catch that virus if it's if you're susceptible to it, but. There's also great, you know, there's decentralized, truly things that are making an effort to de decentralize. Like, I'm a big fan of Anchor, the Anchor Protocol. Yeah. That's how I'm making my income, right? Okay, yeah. Is put enough money in there that that 20% solid interest coming back. Where can you get 20% interest? Nowhere. Right? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> no, absolutely. Right? So, so, so do you mind talking a little bit more about, like, where you actually yield form that? Are you willing to say that yeah 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 well no i think even just the simplest on the um Co i mean coinbase so i'm actually yeah you're right i i'm doing something a little fancier to get a bigger percentage because i'm providing liquidity in a liquidity pool right um using apollo but but i i think the simple and safe way that's a risk way where i'm losing money right now on that right i'm not making money but i'm i have a six-month buffer so that i'm that one's a six-month horizon my bitcoin's a five-year horizon right yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, but it works to pay the bills, you know? Yeah, well, my, my Bitcoin is a, a 500-year horizon. I literally, I think about the, the, the Bitcoin that I have as, as generational wealth. And also, I, and I, I specifically have my, my Bitcoin actually on multi-sig, right? Because Unchained Capital yeah, yeah, for has, sure. well, Unch yeah. Unchained Capital has one, right? I have one. And then all my people like that could do my estate, my lawyer, my brother, my uncle, they have a clone of the third one. And it takes two of the three. So if someone comes in with a wrench to hit me on the head and says, give me all your Bitcoin. It's like, well, right. uh, here, you know, here's, here's my key. Here's my backup phrase. Now go take this wrench and, and go beat up my brother and my uncle and you can have it all. Right. <laughs> you got to find him. And for me, you know, like Luna, you have to, it's, if you're staking, it's three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to hold me for three weeks yeah, to, <laughs> to, to get that to avoid little bit of my money. Do, do you have? It has do, its own. Do you have trap. any? I mean, since, since you actually have this this broad awareness, because a lot of people are 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 in a sphere solely to their own view. Like I get that with NFTs, but you you actually have you you actually have a good awareness of the cryptocurrency universe. So do you actually have any opinions? Well, exactly. Or knowledge, use it. Knowledge, well, yeah, okay. Of hex. 
or uh, Pulse Chain or any of these things? Are you familiar with any nope. of these? No. Okay. No, I'm very high. I don't get. I don't spend a lot of time and I don't day trade or anything. I'm like one of these longer terms. So I Binance when that when CZ was at the beginning. I that was the first time I took some of my Bitcoin and put it somewhere else. And then Luna's the second time. Um, I haven't really done anything else. I've tried to read about other things, and I don't like Ethereum at all. Um, well, all, all Ethereum is is another fiat currency, and it's not decentralized right, exactly. at all. At all. Exactly. It's not decentralized, so it's just... Rootstock, I'm, I'm very interested in the, you know, in the new, what's going to start showing up on, on Bitcoin. Taproot? Um, now, right. With Taproot, right. Tap, yeah, you said Root. I go, I think, I think yeah, he's going where I am, not where I'm going. Yeah, Taproot, right. Makes things more... Uh, so let me ask you... Uh, <clears throat> Um, okay, so okay, so you very much are like me. I had this this epiphany is not even the right word. I had this transformation, this metamorphosis from my experience with with Bitcoin, right? Because that 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 and I say this, and I'll say this to all the viewers: if you're if when you first look at Bitcoin, you can't see it, but once you see it, you can't look away. That's how I describe it. Yeah. And, yeah. and soon there will be a Terra on uh, Bitcoin. Side chain, right? Soon that will exist on Bitcoin. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You watch. Yeah. There, 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 there will look be, forward to it. There will be layers on Bitcoin and all this other nonsense is going to go away. Sure. But enjoy. But enjoy right now. But you know, I digress and I, I, I don't want to... I, I try and be a host that's not biased, but I. But when it comes to where I put my my time and energy as far as monies, I'm biased, right? Because yeah. I, I have a different strategy than you, perhaps. However, but this is what I want to say. So I had this transformation and what I did is I... I literally said, okay, I've seen Bitcoin. I've been looking at crypto. I'm going to actually repurpose myself, and I'm going to recruit in this space. You had the epiphany right. for Bitcoin, and now you quit your job as the principal, and you've got something else that you want to talk about as it relates to fixing something that really needs to be fixed. I don't want to give it away. So, so, so go ahead. Okay, so you know my Bitcoin play, I was saying my wife does crazy shit with me. This is this is much bigger than than putting re, you know mortgaging my house and buying Bitcoin. Um, we're trying to do something kind of impossible, but it's simple. It's an app. I have uh, I don't know about ten developers right now working on it. Um, I look forward to letting people just play with it because it's so much easier to play with something than describe it on a podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's a simple thing. It's just a high school transcript app, right? Um, there's a free version where you can browse media, 10 minute podcast segments or 10 minute videos by high school kids. Um, that's the free version. The paid version is for people that want the metadata, the data behind of who's earning these credits and who the top performers. And like, if you want to start using it to drill oh, yeah. down and I teacher accountability, yeah. school accountability, that's where we get our money. Um, and then there is a bit, there's a, um, crypto piece that the students manage, the students that are able to mint academic capital, this is what we're calling it, um, that when you can mint a block of academic capital, which we can talk about how to do that, um, they get these cryptocurrency uh, issuance into their wallets for 25 years every month. So it's a way for us to do our monetary policy to get coins into circulation. Um, we do it into the wallets of young people who have learned to be producers rather than consumers in a digital economy. And we're hoping that by investing in them, we can accelerate the transition from the industrial to the digital with less pain and have a peaceful revolution rather than the deep pain that would happen if it took an extra generation. So, I mean, we can talk about it. So it's, you know, inversion is happening all over the place. We're now just um, bringing it to education. So we're, Uber has no cars, right? Uh, Airbnb, you don't have any houses. 
you abstract something and you put it on a platform. We're doing the same thing. We have no schools, but we will give out more transcripts that we're declaring that we will give out more transcripts than any school district in the country. Um, yeah, because block, blockchain be recruiters has no candidates, right? Right. There you go. Right. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if Bitcoin is a ledger, right? It's just a ledger. That's all it is. Yeah, this, right. first, this wallet has this much in it. It's a really simple technology. A tr high school transcript is a ledger. That's all it is. This person has this credit. This person has this credit. That's all it is. And I, what I've been doing for the past, you know, since 1999, when I started that company, The Sound of Mind, with the podcasting on CD magazines, um, what we've been doing is creating a new form of capital, right, by investing to create, like you do as a podcaster, you're an educator, yeah. right? Um, it's the, and, and I think our our um, advertising system has been educating our kids better than our schools have in, in a sense, right? Because we've been doing this industrial and we can talk about that piece, but on the app, it's very simple. They just produce these, these uh, pieces of media podcast or video. Um, and you do one per month, you do one at a time in your 11th and 12th grade. And it becomes a gold standard high school transcript, an alternative data system to the standardized testing model where you pour things into kids and you measure what comes out the other end. Um, this is a way to do project-based learning, and so there's. I've been so I've been doing it for um, since since 1999, so 20 plus years, um, and now suddenly NFTs. That's totally describes my work for the past 20 years because it's a piece of media, and I've been produced hundreds of youth films and podcasts. It's pieces of youth content, right, that are vetted by the teachers and quality controlled by the teachers. You do in their academic in nature. It's not the most popular. It's not the right these pieces. They're local journalists. You can think of them as. Um, the local going on to local community and covering stories that they research and prepare questions and edit. Um, and each one of these units, each one of these 10 minute pieces that earns credit is an NFT that's non-transferable. It's a dumbed down NFT, right? But I've, I've been doing this for 20 some odd years on my own in one school. We turned around that school. We, my data is always blows everybody away, like how we can get such great data and how the kids are so engaged in our school. Um, and it was just this media. They they love you turn on a camera on a kid or put, put a microphone in a kid's hand, even if he's illiterate, right? A kid who's illiterate asks good questions and knows how to listen. So you give them a microphone and they're the smartest kid in the room. Yeah, that's right. So, right. And so we're going back to old, you know, older oral traditions where we would teach as an experience rather than, you know, the way we're trying to dump things into our kids where kids can go out and study something. And, and so we have an upside down credit model where you first cram for the test. Yep. Right. And learn the content quickly. Cram, 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 flashcards. Ah, take a tag. Like, see that you learn some content. And then the class starts and you ask questions. You learn how to ask questions. And you take it apart and you decide on a project, on a podcast or a video. And then you go out and do it. Right. Those are the three phases. And so that from content to planning to production and you just cycle cycle through that. And that's how we create credits in 11th and 12th grade, ninth and 10th grade. You probably have to do some work to get ready for that. Um, but by 11th and 12th grade, our young people are out of the building. You don't even need a classroom teacher. It's, you know, it's also as a principal, a very efficient system because like, I can it's like a DAO. resources on the ninth. It's, it's like a DAO. It is. So we, the organization is like a DAO that we're building high school credit. We're all doing this on our own time and we'll make a lot of money if this succeeds, but we're investing our sweat equity. There's no way to invest in us. You can't give us money. We won't take it. Um, but if you want to mentor a young person to help them build this company, we'll take that. Um, and you'll make money, you know, at you have to. Well, so hold on a second. And I, the way we run, it's like a Dow. Hold on a second. I, I'm going to speak for David. 
we'll mentor your kids. You know, you can put us, the money, money for us is the byproduct. Money for us, like we, we find good candidates and good clients, right, that we feel good about, we're empowered about. Money's the natural byproduct of that thing. So when you speak to two educators of sorts, so you can count on, you, yeah. you got two, we'll do. I'm in. Yeah, so it, it would be David's going to take my shifts too. So no, but so I'm listen, <laughs> it would be high school. It would be university students who have internship hours to complete, and we would challenge them to create a podcast segment about high school credit, and they would need your guidance on how to do that. Yeah, we're, no, we're in. But but let's let's just stop for a second. Let, so you said it's easier to play with the app than describe it. So let me just tell you the way right. I see the app. And I don't know if you know this about me, but. <clears throat> In 2011, 2013, if you read my LinkedIn profile, I was the, the, the VP of possibility at the largest custom app developer in the, in the world, right? We, 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 and basically the only difference between now is instead of using, you know, something on the back end that, that's, you know, Web 2 or something like that, we're using Web 3. Yeah. It's all blockchain, yeah. right? That's right. the only difference. The, the, the interface on Google, Android, and Apple is exactly the same. But here's, here's the way I hear the app. Right. It's an app. And what happens is you get the, the freemium version. The free version is you can have some podcasts. You can have three minutes, 10 minutes of these various podcasts. So you can just get a little taste like like the way only fans would tease you. And you can have four seconds of a blib of a girl or a guy or what, right. or what I, I, I want to. I'm old school, so I got to be careful with my pronouns. But um, yeah. And then the other thing is, is that I can actually take. I, as the high school user, I can take it and this is my transcript and I can hold that. That's right. like the form of an NFT, right? And right. if I actually wanted to pay more money, right, then I could access data of the entire data set, like which students with these transcripts were in fact, you know, Phi Beta Kappa, got, got accepted right. to Juilliard. Am I, am, I, am, I, am I parenting this narrative correctly to Dev? Yeah, yeah. So there's different user stories, right? So you're looking kind of generally that's it's a it's a low level infrastructure like a you know protocol layer high school transcript with these units of academic capital, and you've described it very well. It's you know you can browse the media catalog. Each credit is kind of a stream of content. So some of the the math and science will be like Khan Academy, but by the kids for the kids. And then the rest of it will be journalism uh, in the community kind of thing. Or you make a painting and you keep an audio journal and then you have to edit that audio journal from eight hours down to 10 minutes. And that act of editing is a very uh, metacognitive, you know, that and going learning how to go meta like that is very important. And anyway, so we can talk about the um, there. But if you switch lenses for a second and think about somebody who creates one of these high school credits, you say, I think I'm a podcaster and I think I could create a credit. And if your credit goes viral, that term, everybody has to do your credit. Yours is the, you know, the hip credit to get. You'll have influenced, you know, your your thoughts about what's a good way to what's a good type of inquiry will have impacted thousands and thousands of kids. And who would write one of these credits? Well, if you're a podcaster in particular, you could challenge kids. Hey, I want you to tell me about the the foster care system. So if you're in foster care, I want you to report from the inside and send me video, send me audio. And not only do you get the audio and video, it's already curated because the, these three um, credit experts on the platform decide whether it's worth a credit or not. So you can filter for only the stuff that got a credit. And now you have the top credit. And if you wrote that credit, if you were the author, what we call a credit studio, if you authored that credit, the first three months, you have exclusive rights to that content and you can even monetize it. You can put it with ads and create six different podcasts of youth voices. You can do whatever you want for three months with that content. Right. So, so it's, yeah. What's the name of the app? HS.credit. 
And can I download it? Credit. Can I download it from the App Store on Apple and the? It's a it's a progressive web app, so sure. But you can also use it through a browser, and it acts like an app, or use it on your desktop on your computer. Um, it's a, um, but we are so we move slowly because we're not taking venture capital and doing it kind of that front loaded. So that our time preference stays low, and we're focused on high quality youth content, kind of reproducing what I've been doing for twenty years, um, at a, you know, and scaling it. Um, so we're moving slowly because we're all, you know, have jobs and other things and we're working with youth to really have them design it. Um, but it's an incredible opportunity for youth, for college interns in particular. And actually, if instead of you guys taking college interns, which I would love for you to help me with, if you can help find me two people in the blog, the thing is blockchain engineers right now are, are just, they're paid so much and they're so in demand that we just can't get any to volunteer. But what we need, we don't need volunteers to do the work. We need two people to mentor college students who know about blockchain development, right? That's so, and they would be four hours a week. It's two hours in meetings and two hours that you have to read Slack. We expect you to stay up to date on Slack. Dog, um, and that's dog. It. We got you. Okay, that See, might be hard I for you, but it's not it. hard for us. All right, would it be hard for me? I, would it be hard for me? Would that be would be the best, the best Jewish Christmas present I've ever received. <laughs> well, no, that would be hard for me. Would be creating a blockchain app where you actually put transcripts on. Now that would be hard for me, right? Everybody's got their lane. Everybody's got yep. their. their, their that's, I got that down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also, I, I, I hey Jeffrey Berthium, uh, I don't know if you're out there, but you have been voluntold that you will actually voluntold. That's you, right. You, hey, you, hey, you come for me too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you have been voluntold, Jeffrey Berthium, that you actually will be part of this. He always overextends himself, anyhow. So anyhow, that's uh, so yeah. He'll be listening by the time by the time this podcast airs, he will already have said, "What did you get me into?" And it's like the Peace right. Corps, the hardest job you'll ever love, <laughs> right? So anyhow, um, what else would you like? What, so what else would you like uh, our listeners to know about, uh, and how can they help? So I think an important how can they help uh, college interns right now? Um, if you look at my link, if you look at my LinkedIn and Zemmer. Um, on LinkedIn, or um, it's Z-E-I-M-E-R. It's pretty easy to find me. There's a flyer um, for our current internship program that starts at the end of um, January. Um, and then we will start the first high school students on the app uh, over the summer, 2022, next summer. Um, so right now, college interns are what we're looking for. We have about 15 spots left um, doing a variety of uh, different parts. And they're basically the college interns are going to go from zero to one. They're going to build this company. They're going to be the ones. We all have jobs. We're going to mentor them. We're going to help this them. Is fa- this is fascinating. Yeah. This is so fascinating. That's how we're building it. Yeah, I, I think you, what you really know what you need to do, I'm just to be honest with you, you need to like spend some money, not on the app, but on the PR and the messaging and the narrative of this thing. You need to get that. Have, I have money to spend. Yeah, yeah, I have money. No, spend. no, but but anyhow, that's. Uh, I I just want to be on the yeah. board. I want I I, 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 would, I want I want to be on the. I would board. love for your advice. Yeah, I would love for have a conversation. That's right. For, yeah. To get your advice, I I would love it. I need it. You hear that? What we're doing is impossible. We need got, everybody to help us that way. Yeah. You see, I got myself a board. You, you just seat. got us a board seat. No, no, I got me a board well, seat. I'm on the board too. Now, I'm going to need your advice, but but he said, <laughs> I'll be making the decisions because really, yeah. really, my genius is I'm the dumbest guy surrounding myself with people smarter than me, and that includes you, Nadav. So anyhow, <laughs> this was uh this was a, I'm so excited. I mean, as the as we were starting to talk, I got more and more excited about your project and we'll have you back on as as we make progress but basically there's there's some when the app launches yeah 
Yeah. So yeah. Have, have, having worked in apps, I know I know what that means. That's between five minutes and never. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyhow, um, so the, the dab, yeah, you feel comfortable? You got enough out on how people can find you? We got that out. Absolutely. Yeah. And my email is right. Was there right there on the screen? Z at hs.credit. Um, get in touch. This is, uh, you know, it's just an app, but actually having it um, get traction and uh, have actually active users so that our data is worth enough for people to become members of the financial system to kick in um, is going to be a difficult, difficult thing, especially when we're all doing this as a side hustle. It will, it will happen organically. But his, for those of you who are on Spotify and Apple, his email is Z, or those of you in Canada, Z, the letter Z, at HS, think high school, dot credit, right. as in like Dr. Campbell credit dentist. That's how you remember it. Okay, so anyhow, Nadim Zamber, thank you so much for joining us on on Bit About Crypto. Such a pleasure. And I want to say, sticky pause. You can do your little shout if you want to right now. You ready to do it? Go on. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Travis, for thank you guys. putting it on. And uh, my cohort, my compadre, Dave Hampton, Robo Recruiter. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I wish you would talk a little less so Nadav and I yeah, could have got a word in edgewise. I know. I, I wish I wouldn't talk so much. Uh, we're go yeah. when, back when you were in timeout, we're going to talk yeah. about this e a little eternally bit. Eternally grateful. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, and, and I'm eternally grateful for you. And remember, everybody, <clears throat> I'm David James, the job whisperer, and most importantly, can't whisper. Yeah.